Hello and welcome to the footballweather.com podcast. My name's Stuart and I'll be your host for this pod. It's just a one-man show for you this time, so there'll be no deep and meaningful debate on the footballing issues that we've experienced over the past few days in the Scottish and other European leagues. But I am going to offer you an overview of what's happened in these leagues and what we've got to look forward to in the coming days. So strap yourselves in and enjoy the pod. So what happened in Scotland over the weekend? Well, Hibs and Celtic played, first of all. Uh, this was a potential title party for Celtic, but Hibs came out 2-1 victors at Easter Road, um, which delayed the uh, the Celtic you know, title party, and also uh, raised the prospect of an old firm title decider uh, this weekend, which we'll touch upon more uh, in a few minutes. This, however, highlights a potential issue and represents the, the nightmare scenario for some of the powers that be. Um, many listeners may recall that there was a, a great deal of procrastination from the powers that be over the fixture scheduling, many of whom were keen to avoid an old firm title decider um, and therefore knocked back the old firm game to this, the second post game, uh, post split game, sorry putting the Hibs game for Celtic first. Hibs did pipe up at this, this point, raising the very valid issue that they were more than capable of, of you know, handling themselves against Celtic and, and could come out with a victory. That, as it transpired, is exactly what happened. So this kind of nightmare scenario, for a variety of reasons, in terms of the, the rivalry, the fans, you know, the organisers not wanting it to be a title party, with two you know such huge teams and passionate fans in the same stadium um, it's going to go ahead anyway so we'll have to see how that that turns out um, what the Hibs victory also did was add to a, an already absorbing battle for second place between Rangers Aberdeen and Hibs themselves at the time of recording Rangers and Aberdeen are tied on points and 65 points with Hibs a wee bit further back on 62 now, while there are shortcomings with the SPFL and the, many people don't like the, the split, what this does mean is that when there is a, a very tight battle for second place, as we have here, with just a matter of points between the teams, and all teams have got to play each other and play the champions and play two other very good sides in Kilmarnock and Hearts over the coming weeks, it just makes it very, very competitive, very exciting um, and almost very cutthroat as well. So it's going to be very, very intriguing over the next few weeks and I, for one, am, am looking forward to seeing what happens. Down at the bottom, it is no less competitive with Ross County propping up the table on 27 points, Partick on 28, Hamilton on 30 and Dundee on 33. So again, just six points separating four teams there who are all looking to avoid the automatic relegation spot as well as the relegation playoff place as well. It's difficult to choose one of them who, who looks weaker. County were, were adrift for a, a while, but have climbed back up. Partick then fell to the bottom a few weeks ago and have managed to, to get a victory. Hamilton seem to be kind of perennially down at that end, but on their budget, you know, it's perhaps to be expected. Dundee as well, we've had a, a mixed season really. Um, some good moments, some bad moments. And, well, in recent weeks, a lot of fisticuffs with other managers. But the less said about that, the better, probably. 
but it is just as cutthroat down the bottom and it'll be interesting to see what happens in the coming weeks. Fixtures to look out for this weekend then. We've got Aberdeen playing Hearts on the Friday night. Um, that's one that the footballweather.com will be at. Um, I need for Aberdeen to pick up points here. Um, Rangers beat Hearts um, last week and so Aberdeen really, if they want to have ambitions of second place, need to match that scoreline. Hearts, however, have proven difficult for Aberdeen to get the better of this season and under Craig Levine are, if well, if nothing else, solid. Um, so it'll be a very difficult match for Aberdeen on Friday night. Likewise, Hibs play Kilmarnock on Saturday. Um, now, with Aberdeen beating Kilmarnock last week, again, as per the you know Aberdeen having to beat Hearts, I would suggest that Hibs probably have to get a result against Kilmarnock at Easter Road, um, at least trying to match the results of their rivals so that when the head-to-head games come, that uh, you know they actually mean something and they're, they're close enough for that to make a difference as well. So a very big game for Hibs at Easter Road. Sunday we have the Old Firm game, as mentioned before. Celtic could wrap up the title. Um, but likewise, Rangers really need to look to get something. Um, if Aberdeen pick up points against Hearts on Friday night, Rangers lose to Celtic, then Aberdeen are then clear in second place. Likewise, if Hibs win... Hibs then pull level one points with Rangers. So, uh, again, uh, you know, a massive game for Rangers for a variety of reasons. Um, for their own interests and also of the interests of, of, of not kind of succumbing to defeat against Celtic, which will hand Celtic the title, which would be a nightmare scenario for the, the light boys of Glasgow. Down the bottom, uh, the headline game would be Hamilton versus Ross County. That's a big game for both both teams. Um, Hamilton can pull six points clear of County, um, and depending on other results, County could be you know, cut further adrift at the bottom. Part of this are away to St Johnston, which, yeah, on paper doesn't look the easiest of ties for uh, for Partick. St Johnston, top six team in the last few years, very solid, very good. You know what you're going to get. I don't know if Partick um, can pull something out, but we will see. If they do win, though. Takes them up to 31 points. Um, and if County were to lose, it, four points is a, a big difference there. Um, the other fixture would be Motherwell versus Dundee. Again, Motherwell, second cup final of the season uh, recently. Dundee hit and miss. So, again, it, you don't know if Dundee are going to pick up points there. So, it could be very interesting. It could be all changed at the bottom of the league come the weekend. Whatever happens, though, it will be very, very exciting. And I encourage everyone to, to tune in to the games. Um, whatever happens, though, enjoy your football. And now for a roundup of what happened in the Czech League last weekend and what we've got to look forward to in the upcoming round of fixtures. Now, our regular readers of the footballweather.com will appreciate our interest in the Czech League. Um, regular readers may also be aware that up until recently, it very much looked like a, a cakewalk for Victoria Pilsen, um, who were marching towards the title, dropping only a, a handful of points um, during the, the autumn season before the, uh, the kind of prolonged winter breaks that they experienced in the Czech Republic. Pilsen, of course, uh, made... You know, fantastic headway in the Europa League, eventually succumbing to uh, an extra time defeat against Sporting Lisbon. A, a great showing. However, 
that great showing uh, has ultimately had a, a slightly negative impact upon their league form um, within this spring season. They've dropped points in a number of games, um, losing a couple, drawing drawing a few, losing games that they shouldn't really be losing. Um, however, at the weekend just passed, they did visit Burnell, um, who you know up until recently were a, a mid-table team of you know, actually just dropped right to the bottom of the league um, in the last round of fixtures. But Pilsen visited them uh, and picked up a 3-1 victory, which is well-deserved and, and puts them, you know, well, maintains their place at the top of the league on 56 points, ahead of Slavia on 49. Uh, now, the reigning champions dropped points at the weekend um, away to, to Liberich. Not a great result, but, you know, Liberich are, are, are no mugs. They are sitting fifth in the table on 42 points. Um a good solid team. Um, Slava would have would have hoped to have to have won because they, they did look for a period where, where Pilsen were were stuttering, um, that they were they were closing the gap and maybe going to make a more of a fight of it. Yeah, as it happens, there's now seven points between the two teams. Ultimately, it means that in two two game day time um, when they play. Uh, Pilsen and Slavia, um, that Pilsen can actually wrap up the title um, if my arithmetic is correct, that is. Um, other things to note are Sparta, uh, Sparta Prague beating Labonec, um 2 0. Uh, Nikolai Stanchu with uh, another good performance. Um, when you know myself and another author from the com watched Sparta early in March um, at the uh, the Generali Arena, Stanchu was you know a standout performer, a, a proper kind of old school trick artista playmaker type guy. However, um, Stramaccioni, the uh, the former now no longer manager of, of Sparta Prague, seemed to play him in a a very deep position or it kind of shifted him out wide and it didn't really seem to get the best out of you know what is quite a very, very skillful player um, he kind of diluted his abilities somewhat so it was good to see him getting uh, getting some uh, you know positive headlines at the weekend for Sparta but you know the season's been been long gone for Sparta they're on 43 points potentially you know can maybe catch Olmich just above them in 45 but you know is it uh, case of regrouping and, and looking to next season you know they do have a massive fan base and a, you know a, a large budget which they, sh- they should be doing better with but yeah they we need to focus on next season and, and see if they can make some more headway um elsewhere in the league you know i mentioned that the burnow um seem to have fallen off a cliff recently and have, have gone right down to the bottom again you know burnow were the opponents in that game i would refer to um with sparta prague and you know a good solid team you know they've got some good honest players, but shouldn't necessarily be down at the bottom um, of the league here. Um, we've seen a, you know a couple of teams who, who I would say are, are not quite as good as them, but you know sitting only on twenty points after twenty five games, you know isn't good form at all. So they need to to quickly pick up some points and, and try and move themselves away. Their goal difference isn't particularly pleasing, um, and this perhaps gives uh, an indication of, of, of their struggles, having only scored 15 goals and conceded 35 this season. Um, so not good uh, good at all um, from, from Burnell. Elsewhere, yeah, you've got a few struggling teams like uh, Ostrava, Dukla, 
um, Carvina have, have kind of pulled themselves a little bit away, but it is quite tight down the bottom. Um, we've got Carvina, Boslav, and Dukla on 26 points, Giulava on 25, Ostrava 22, and Burno 20. So it is quite quite tight down the bottom. Um, the middle rung of the league is you know it's so so with Bohemians, Bohemians, sorry, uh, and Zlin. Um, kind of comfortably mid-table, not in any danger of challenging the top, but likewise not in too much danger of, of falling down the league. So, champions, well, I would say it still has to be Pilsen. Um, they have stuttered, but all in, if they, if they win the league, you know, take the title away from Slavia, um, the, the current champions, and, you know, given their uh, their run in Europe this season, I think it's a, a you know a campaign they should be very, very proud of. Um Indeed, um, the return of, uh, of Verba as, as his head coaches has certainly had a desired effect there. So this weekend, um, what we can look forward to, well, we've got Duke Laberno um, as the, the first game of the weekend. Uh, a, a massive relegation six-pointer there, um, of course. Um, Sparta uh, travel to Ostrava. Uh, a tough game there for, for Sparta, albeit... You know, Strava kind of fighting for their lives, and, and Sparta have been hit and miss this season. Pilsen, um, home to Carvina, um, you would have to, to say that that looks nailed on for Pilsen, particularly with the, the kind of scent of the title in their nostrils and a, a potential uh, decider with Slavia, who are at home to Slovakia, um, kicking off the same, you know, kicking off just after. Pilsen actually, sorry, excuse me um, so yes, Slavia will know what they have to do based on the Pilsen result and it could put more pressure on them there as well um, Bohemians and Zlin um, a mid-table kind of slugfest there um, not too much to get excited about but, you know, the respective fans uh, you know, will be interested in that one um, aside from those though, those are probably the, the main games for the Czech League um, coming up Um you know, for, for fans who, you know, aren't too familiar with the league, you know, it's very entertaining. You can read many articles about it on the footballweather.com website. And I encourage you to, to investigate, because um, you can, you know, pay-per-view um, all the games on the uh, the relevant um, sport check website. Um, it costs roughly £2 for a single game or about £3 for the, the entire weekend of football, and it can be streamed through mobiles and tablets, so it's a... Uh, you know, a great thing to do if you're, you know, otherwise in, engaged or you, or you want to watch some football at the weekend. And, and likewise, a, a trip over to the Czech Republic to watch football is a, a fantastic experience. And again, you can read about those, those articles uh, on the website. Um, so hopefully um, you find some of these games quite interesting. And uh, if you do so, please, you know, drop us a comment on the website or, or via via Twitter. That's the at footballweather.com. Um, or at Football Weather, sorry, on Twitter and thefootballweather.com on the website. Um, so, yeah, hopefully you enjoy these check games over the weekend. So what of the other European leagues? We've heard about Scotland and the Czech Republic where, you know, despite teams being quite far ahead in the title race, the titles are not yet sewn up. This can't really be said for a lot of the other main leagues within Europe. 
you've got our neighbours to the south, England, where Manchester City um, recently tied up the title, and it's, it's been something of a cakewalk for them this season since they, they kind of really pulled ahead from the chasing pack a few months ago. Likewise, in France, well, it's never really been in question given the, uh, the squillions of pounds spent by Paris Saint-Germain um, in building their squad, so again, a bit of a cakewalk. Over in Germany, well... Yeah, you guessed it. Bayern Munich yet again champions there as they they really pull ahead of the of, of the pack. You know, being a bit of a, an old romantic, I you know I still remember. You know, it's only seven or eight years ago when uh, Borussia Dortmund were were really you know challenging and winning titles and you know pushing Bayern all the way. But you know, I think the uh, the added revenue and the the success in the Champions League is, is really telling for some of these teams. Likewise in Spain, um, despite you know the, the heritage and you know, the power of Real Madrid and, and also Atleti um, chasing Barcelona, it does look as if you know Barca will have that tied up you know sooner rather than later. And indeed, they did win the, uh, the Spanish Cup, the uh, Copa del Rey, at the weekend. They are um, you know comprehensively beating Sevilla. Um, a good cup team for a number of years and a team that I've, I've had the pleasure of seeing live um, back in 2015 at the Europa League final. Um, you know, Compressing beating them 5-0 with uh, Andres Iniesta, uh, you know, pro- providing a man-of-the-match performance and perhaps a, a kind of fail- farewell uh, performance as well, you know, very emotional over in Spain. One, uh, one league which is not yet decided and is still... You know, very close is of course Italy. Now there are many other podcasts, and many of you may listen to other podcasts that you know cover European football and Italian football um, much more extensively than than I would ever be able to do here. But you know, from from my perspective, you know, I listened to the game on the actually on the Italian radio, um, which was a you know experience in itself. You know, following the game through through the eyes of the, the Italian commentators. Now, you know. For those who watch the game or follow the game or have, have read match reports on it, you know it, it was the case that you know Juventus liked what they had and and tried to sit on that. Well, Napoli did try to attack. There were a few moments of danger. I mean, I think uh, Juventus hit the post in the first half with a deflected free kick from Pjanic, and Napoli came close a few times with the uh, Hamšík going through the inside left channel. But the you know the main moment, as everybody knows, was uh, you know right in the last minute when. The, uh, the corner came in for the the big man Koulibaly to uh, you know, absolutely smash home a, a header. It was he was like an express train there, you know, arriving to the box and powering that header past uh, Gigi Buffon. Um, one memorable moment though was you know listening to the the commentary on the Italian radio, um, and when they go in, they just went absolutely bonkers. Um, you know, they had the you know a couple of commentators there and just screaming and you know uh, screaming incredibile, incredibile, over and over again. It was you know a fantastic experience. You know, sitting sitting in Scotland listening to you know Italian Italian match. You know, in Italian, though, just the, the passion you know transcended the, the radio waves. And it really was a great experience. And you know, uh, as a neutral, you know you you do appreciate Juventus for the the power and the the authority that they kind of exert over Italian football, you know, with, with the, the kind of murky past, possibly, but they are a huge club and a very successful club, and, 
you know, there is a lot of respect for him, but, you know, as a neutral, you you love to see the, the passion of Napoli, obviously, in the media, with the stories about, you know, fans, you know, at the airport, and, you know, the, the images of, of Naples or, or Napoli, um, the evening after the match with fireworks going off, horns blaring, it was, just shows the, the true passion of it, and that is really great to say, so, as a neutral, I have to, I have to admit, I'm sort of leaning more towards uh, a, a Napoli um, Scudetto rather than Juve again, because I just really want to see what happens in Naples over the over the title celebrations. I think it would be absolutely, absolutely fantastic. And yeah, I just hope there's <laughs> some more flights leaving to Naples from from the UK because it's a title party. I would certainly want to be part of. But yeah, going in, I think it's been you know, so sort of well documented that Juventus have got probably on paper the tougher running, um, a few big games for them, but. Juventus are Juventus, and they live for the big games. Um, lots of experience in that team. They're used to big games, they're used to having to win. Napoli, perhaps less used to you know, having to win big games, less used to that pressure. They've got Fiorentina, which probably represents the, the biggest the biggest challenge for them in the, in the coming weeks, certainly. Um, a bit of history with uh, Maurizio Sarri, their manager, who I think is right, He's never actually beaten Fiorentina, at least in uh, Florence. Anyway, um, I think he's he also moved there when he was young um, from Naples and, and used to to go to some of the games at the uh, at the, uh, the Frankie Stadium um, in Florence. So, yeah, a couple of big games all around, but very very intriguing there. Not quite as exciting um, and cutthroat as the. The Scottish League, or, or you know, or, or you know, you could argue the the Czech League, but you know, I'm just joking. Um, it is very, very exciting in, in Syria, and uh, I think the eyes of Europe will all be on that league, given that you know, it is the last kind of remaining super power league with with a competitive title race. So, all eyes to to Italy, um, and yeah, again, I would encourage everyone to to kind of follow that and. You know, just appreciate some of the passion as well, um, which is, after all, what, what it's all about. The fans' passion is really just transcends through Italian football. So it is really good to see. So if you if you do manage to catch some Italian games over the, the next days or weeks, then, um, yeah, I would encourage you to do so. And again, um, contact us on the website to, uh, to let us know your thoughts. Enjoy, in any case. So that is it for the footballweather.com podcast. Hope you've enjoyed our quick roundup here. Um, apologies, there's there's not been any sort of great debate and it's just been uh, the blurrings of a, a single individual. But hope you've enjoyed it. Um, keep your eyes peeled on social media as well as our website for future links um, as well as for, for future articles on European football, Scottish football and football from across the world, essentially. Um, whatever happens, enjoy your football and keep blethering.